Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening and watching to the Ultra Perform Show, the show about performing your best in business and life. Today I have a very special friend and guest, Phoenix Hammerstorm. Is that how you say it? Hammerstorm? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> It's Hammerstrom, but Hammerstrom. Yeah, my, I like Storm. I know Storm. We thought about this. We've talked I've about done this, this for years. My family. Yeah, oh yeah, we have. Good. He is an artist. He's going to be talking about his art and his motivation for it. He's been. He moved to Salt Lake City 15 years ago. It seems like you've been here longer. I know. When you had all those parties, was it yeah. longer? Yeah, it was a long time ago. Was it before 15 years? No. Were you here no, before no, you no, were no. here? Was it no, 2004. 2004. Yep. So you, oh, you know, you know the date. Yeah. He was just this. To me, he was just this weird guy that had these, like, he had this huge warehouse, and he had like, he'd throw a party. It was a party. I forget about that. Yeah, for sure. When you help me with these parties, I forget about that reference because I didn't know you. No, 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 no. At all. When I, some guy going, hey, what's up? When I moved here, I wanted to fulfill a dream, I guess, as a creative, live in a big warehouse or big old church or something. Mm-hmm. And so I found a 3,600-square-foot warehouse. It was good. Served my life for three years. Three years. Three years. I, I moved out of there because of the fact that there was a lot of people that started coming through there. Oh, I remember you said that. I can believe it. Because yeah. in my mind then... I was like, well, that sounds great. Why wouldn't anyone want to do that? Like all these people and yeah, fun and women and, you know. Yeah. And I get it now because I'm like, okay, I don't know if I'll – because I'm having my Halloween party on the 26th of October. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, should I have one? You know, the funny thing that had me do the part, my party was I went to this other party. And I was like, oh, I can't – got to help people. i got to have a party. Yeah. <laughs> i got to sure. have a party at least once. A year, I'll have my Halloween party. Parties, yeah. I know how to host a party good. And help on the hosting party. You know, I just like creating spaces that people have a good time in. Uh, You know, whoop it up, talk it up, connect with each other. It's good. Good. So tell me a little bit about how, like, what got you into uh, art? How did you start doing art? Uh it was, well, it was about 2001. I remember it was May 1st. I was walking, I was living in Seattle at the time, mm-hmm. and down 2nd Avenue, at least at the time, a lot of, a lot of art down that street. And I, I just was burned out. I was working with a lot of creative people in the engineering world, but not my kind of creative. Mm-hmm. And so I decided that I wanted to leave. I started my own painting business. That's what I was planning on doing. And Painting. Painting houses and yeah, that kind you of stuff. Make the, I, I, I remember that. you got to make the division. I remember telling you you need to do art. Remember how you could Well, yeah. Uh, a lot of folks encouraged me to do art, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but at that time, uh, I was working in the logic world. And I remember seeing a big mural that was being painted inside the storefront, 30 foot uh, of a cabin by the ocean. And, mm-hmm. and I was walking with one of my friends, and I said, wow. I'm going to be making money the rest of my life from just my creative mind. And that was so far foreign. It was foreign to me. I didn't know what to think about it. Uh, and nor did I know what the journey was going to be that I was going to take from that uh, point in time. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been a creative ever since okay. uh, 18 years. Uh, yeah. 19, almost 19 years. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's good. That's good. 
So uh, tell us like a little bit of how like what really got you like ignited you to start doing it. Like how do you feel when you're doing your art and why why do yeah, you do it? Yeah. You said because what you said was you're going to be using your creative mind. Yeah. To well, I've always used my creative mind. Yeah, but but what did you say that your creative mind to just I was going to focus my efforts and my energy. Everyone means. I but why? I, so why? What made you go? That's what I want to do. Uh, deep inside. Yeah, you deep inside. Me. It's because those those days that you just don't want to get up. Mm-hmm. We all have them, and we're not feeling very good about ourselves. And I thought of all the things that are out there to do. You know, I know how to do and be creative a lot. Clothes and spaces. And, it's true. It's true. And I thought. Well, what do I want to do on those days that I don't want to do anything? And painting, fine art, that was the only thing that I knew that I wanted to still do if I got up in the morning and just didn't feel like I wanted to do life. Uh, And even still today, 20 minutes on a canvas, if I'm having a really crappy day, uh, changes everything for me. Uh, It makes me all calm. Uh, it's like watching someone play the guitar. You ever see it? They, they just kind of drop into that zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, true. And that's, that's what true. I do. That's, that's true. And, you know, I had to get mad uh, to, to get started. I had a client and friend of mine encourage me to paint something for a particular space that she had. Mm-hmm. I thought she'd like it. She didn't like it. Uh, it kind of <laughs> pissed me off. Uh, and I let it sit. I let this painting sit for six weeks, did nothing. And... You know, the last time I had hung a show was in 2000, 2000 uh, when I sold my first piece of art. It was good, $450. Um, the lady that bought it, she didn't want to hear anything about my story of creating it. She wanted to tell me where it was going to be in her house because uh, she said it was the only calm place in her whole house was going to be looking at my painting. Interesting. It was good. Um, and it's quite different than the painting. It sounds like that you chose for me in my room. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is that I've done commercial painting for, I don't know, 17 years mm-hmm. and there's a lot of carryover. I, I do mixed media in my art, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that I put anything into my art. Uh, some people use oils, some people are purely acrylics. Uh, but in any one painting of mine, uh, there's stains, inks, dyes, water-based paints, oil-based paints, uh, turpentines. I mean, you name it. I'm a chemist in my, in my studio, and I love the chemical reactions that go on between these non-compatible uh, products. Interesting. Yeah. It sounds like you. Yeah, for, like, uh, for sure. Oh, I love this, this confrontation they're having. Well, I just I like seeing certain moments of life and doing abstracts. You know, I was, I was doing subject matter. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing fish in this first painting that I did four years ago. Uh, what happened was is that I decided to do the fish. I, after, after sulking for six weeks, I decided to get over myself. Uh, and I finished the painting, and I thought, well, if I did this one painting, maybe I should just do a couple more and have a show. Because mm. at that point, I hadn't had a, an art show. I hadn't had an art show for 12 years. And I did... Um, and I met a I met a beautiful artist right at that time. It seemed like it was completely divinely. The bees. The bee? No, the that was the first one. I I've never had a single hour of formal training. Did you sell that bee or you still have that? No, I sold that bee. I just oh, got tired of moving it around. So awesome. 
I got oh, tired of moving man. around, you know. Yeah, this how big was that bee? It was nine foot by nine foot honeybee. Nine foot by nine foot honeybee with nine pieces. Nine panels. Nine panels. It was awesome. I and missed that. I was like, oh. That was my first art teacher. I've, I've had two girlfriends that were really my main influences of art. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of that, I've had, I haven't taken a single hour of an art class uh, or drawing or anything. Oh, it sounds like that was an art class they taught you. Yeah, for sure it was. The first one taught me the basics, and the second one taught me how to run a studio and how to sell fine art. Oh, and really? you, I couldn't have picked a better person to show me. Uh, that's good. That's good. Awesome. Um, and I... I just made a commitment to myself. I realized that up to that point in time in my life that I had never applied all of my energy, my monies, my interests, uh, my time. I never poured 100% of that uh, to something I was interested in. Mm. Uh, I've done well in jobs and I excelled you know, in, in things, but I never really applied myself at 100%. And, and I just made a commitment that you know, I was gonna get signed with a couple of galleries um, my, what inspired me, uh, there was a, a coffee table book of an artist named Leroy Neiman, mm-hmm. uh, very famous, a lot of sports heroes and whatnot. There's a famous one with he and all, with Muhammad Ali. Um, and, and the book was about this thick. And I remember looking through the book and there was a picture of him on the backside in his studio with his babe behind him, you know, long, long cigarette holder, handlebar mustache, he looked like a typical artist. And I thought to myself, I, I just knew I had a download of everything that it took for that guy to make a coffee table book that big. Mm-hmm. I knew how many failures he's going to have in paintings. I knew how many hours he was going to spend in the studio alone. I knew how many events he was going to say no to. Uh, how did you know that? I don't know. I just knew. Because in order for an artist to amass that much of a collection to be in a printed form, there's probably two thirds of that of those oh, amount of paintings seen. that you've never seen that were crap. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad has a story he told me about uh, this guy commissioned this. I think I've told you the story, but this guy commissioned an artist to do a painting of a horse, right? And he doesn't paint horses, mm. but he says, "But I like your paintings. I lo- I want you to do it. You do it." So he paid him. So he'd come back come back, come back, the horse would never be done, right? It never was done, ever, never done. A year passes and the the patron is saying, hey, where is, you know, it's been a year, where the F is my horse? Yeah. And he goes, hold on a sec. So he gets out a canvas really quickly, does it for him, it's beautiful. He's like, if it took you, if it was that short amount of time, why didn't you just do it before? And then he opens the door to this room and shows him all the horses he's been painting oh, to get it right. Interesting. And Good story. that's why it was done so well and so fast. Yeah. He's done so many of them. You know, as an artist. Like a hundred. There's a the excessive amount of horses. Well, and that's what it takes. Uh, me, I paint every day. Uh, can I say every day in four years? I could probably count on both hands the amount of days I've taken off. Um, other than that, I don't care if it's crappy paintings. I don't care if it's if they're good. It does not matter to me. It's mm. about putting the mileage. What's good to you? What does that mean when you say good? Yeah, you're abstract. What does that mean? Yeah, that's kind of it. It's that's you know I still am getting that. What's good to me? Uh, my second art teacher, she she helped educate me. She really turned 
my whole concept of what beauty was upside down uh, and shook it out. And I had to kind of find my own way about what's beautiful. I, I don't know what I can tell you as far as exactly when to stop in a painting. Um, but I just know when, I guess. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes stopping in a painting is difficult because the fact that you just want to go tweak a little something here. But any, after you've drawn a line and said, I feel I'm complete on this painting, you take a huge risk if you start messing with that painting even just a little bit because you can lose the whole thing because it's just going to unravel at that point. Uh, and some paintings are like that. Some paintings take me a long time. They, I mean, I say long time. You know, they, they sit in my studio for, for a couple months because I don't know what to do with them. Mm. When I start most of my paintings, um, I don't know where I'm really starting. A lot of times I get a – sometimes I'll get patterns or shapes or I'll get colors as an inspiration – but when I start on that canvas, I have no idea where they're going to go. Uh, and I can say that I'm more following the painting than I am leading the painting, for sure. That's great. Uh, it is good. Uh, it requires me to listen in my spirit. Um, you know, people ask me, am I listening to music a lot? Or, yeah, sometimes. Mm. Um, but I'm pretty focused when I'm working. Mm. Uh, those that know me know that I'm pretty, I can be pretty intense. I just get into it. I just get into it. And and when I'm not doing sure, that, I'm not into it. You get pretty intense. I can get pretty intense, too. Before. For sure. I never finished that story I was telling you, but um, I get pretty intense, too. And uh, it's it's just kind of part of it, how people, how you are. So tell, tell us a little bit about commitment and discipline and consistency. Well, like I said, I've never, I've never applied myself on 100%. Mm. And so, but when you're committing to yourself, there was something more powerful that to me than committing to someone else. Uh, and it did not matter to me. I guess I looked at human beings and I, and I thought, and just looked, it doesn't matter if you're a woman, a man, a child, if anyone works hard enough, long enough at something in their life, uh, they will uh, succeed at it. And it does not matter how long it takes. But if someone is consistent, this is one of the good things I learned from you, is just to be persistent about stuff. And, uh, and so that's what I guess I've done in my painting world. Uh, I just... Well, I, what do you get from that? So you learned that from me, but one of the things you learned from me, but what did you get from being persistent? Uh, a lot of like benefits. Like why be persistent? A lot of benefits that I didn't think that were there. There's something about the, the, the refining of your art the, by putting in the mileage, uh, you get to know your product or you get to know your style. It's another thing is that no one can mess with you. No one can say that you took a shortcut. No one can say that you compromised somewhere along the trail. If you've paid a genuine price, I believe that you should receive a genuine reward. And the way that I guess I look at life, I, I just see it that way. Um, and I feel that I put in good work. Uh, no, I haven't gotten signed by a gallery yet. It'll happen in its right timing. And it, when it does happen, uh, I expect it to blow my mind. Uh, but, you know, I'm looking for the designers and the galleries because they're the ones that basically present most art to the kind of clientele that I want to sell to. And what did I get out of the commitment? It has had a, an unbelievable carryover into every part of my life. Hmm. Because, you know, as you well know, a success principle, they teach, they teach us, you know, that if you're going to, yeah, you too. That <laughs> no, if, no, I'm just talking about that. 
if you're going to succeed at something, all you have to do is look at something that you've done, anything, one thing in your life, and take the skills and, and knowledge that you had in doing that and transfer mm-hmm. them over to some, anything else that you want to, and you'll be successful with it. The art, no, you know, I'm sure it's probably a low percentage of artists that actually make it. And, well, what is make it? Uh, make it to me is, you know, a, after the coffee table book, well, let me finish on the coffee table book. The coffee table book inspired me because I knew what the price was gonna, and I was willing to pay it. And I thought, well, and maybe someday, maybe I'll be bold enough and, you know, inspire someone else by my coffee table book. Because that, that mm-hmm. I was totally lit up by that. Do I have aspirations of art? Probably only, you know, the biggest one, I guess, would be to do an installation at the Modern Art Museum uh, in New York. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, uh, being a full-time artist, not having to go to a job. Because uh, at this point in time, I get up in the morning and I go paint. Um, I come home and I paint. And uh, and I work for uh, by some of my clients still because they want me to do stuff for them as a creative guy, and so I'm usually painting there too. Mm-hmm. Somebody somebody once asked this. One of our good friends said to me one time because I put a white couch in my studio. Why would you do that? Why would you put a white couch in your studio? You're gonna get paint on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe if I maybe if I get enough enough paint on uh, enough things that maybe I'll be known for painting then. <laughs> Simple thought, oh, that's but funny. Uh, but yeah, I like paints. Uh, to me, they change an atmosphere or they'll give life to a, a painting faster than anything can. Really. One thing I wanted to know is you said you took your success that you have had in, in in different areas of your life. Yeah. Or any area of your life, and you apply that to other things. Well, I've seen all there's there's similarities with people. But a lot of the time, it tends to be different for that person as it is for the other person. Yeah. Like Steve Jobs could tell you what, how to be successful, and Elon Musk could Agreed. tell you how to be successful, and they're going to be different. They there might be some similarities, but they're different because they're different people. This is the thing in life that we can, you know, life is a big experiment. It's a science mm-hmm. lab all the time. And I couldn't take 100% of your formula of what works for you and put it into my life and expect to succeed. You know, all you can take is components of things that you've learned from other people and then add them to your own formula. And so, yeah, you're right. You can't, but I can say this, if you've paid a genuine price doing something, doing your shows here, let's say, um, I can have an appreciation for you. And you can say that we have the same battle smoke mm-hmm. smell to each other. True, true. I don't have to know the price that you paid, but I know that you paid the price through consistency, through showing up on days that you didn't want to. Ridicule. Yeah, for I people to Ridicule, yeah. You know, but human nature is to say no to everything at first. Is that? Yeah, it that's is. It's annoying. Well, yeah. So annoying. But that's because we're... How can you know. start like that? You know, your sound quality doesn't sound very good. You should really do something about your video, or I've heard so much stuff. On for sure. And I, my, what I, my new response to that is, you had like a pet peeve of mine, my, res- my response is to like, oh, so do you have a show? No. Have you ever done a show? No. No. Are you going to do anything ever? Are, <laughs> you, know? you must like this. Then maybe you should shut up. Yeah. Shut bleep up. Well, yeah. I remember talking to one of my friends one time who is a full-time dentist, and then he has a lot of other projects, you know, community-involved projects and whatnot. 
And he and I were talking one time and I asked him, I said, I'll bet people say that you work a lot, huh? He said, oh yeah. And I said, but to you, it's not work, is it? I said, because when we're passionate about something, it's not so much that it's the next, it's the work. It's just the next thing that you got to do. On yeah, the yeah, yeah. I, I see that too. Like, I mean, there's sometimes I'm like, oh, I have to do a show, right? I do that. Yeah, but those I, are rare. Well, no, it happens. Yeah, for sure. And then I'm like, but I want to do a show and I get over it. And whatever mood, like Kathy was here yesterday. Yeah. Um, Keith, whatever her name is. And she's like, Miss Kitty, how's it going? Miss Kitty. Um, and I was complaining. I was swearing at this program. We were trying to get to work on her computer. And she's like, ah, stop it, language. I'm like, stop being so Mormon, you know? Well, <laughs> and she's like, I'm not being Mormon. And she's like, how can you have that attitude and go do a show on air? And I was like, because I'm going to drop it when I do the show. Yeah. And it well, puts and me in a different state. But, I, but at the same stick. token, there is also a carryover to the show. This is what makes you unique about your show. It's your personality. It's well, I changed it into I was gonna have fun with it. I got I put a tie on, sure. I had a suit on, and I was like, "Hey, everyone!" And I turned it into that. Yeah. Because it was just me having a moment. It wasn't something I'm really gonna carry. Into no. Stuff. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah, for sure. So tell us a little bit about what what business you're looking for as far as business. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for interior designers, uh, and I'm looking for uh, to get signed in a gallery at this point. I have three different styles of painting, all abstract that I can do. I know. You want to show us? I don't think I brought, you know, all three of them. Yeah, sure. But show us what you got. I'm going to move out of the way. We'll try and make it work for everyone. We'll turn this Instagram so you can see it. She's still the eye. I'll do a little production here. Is that too big? How's that? Hold on here. Uh, this one I titled About Face. Sweet. I just saw, it, you know, a lot of times the paintings, I'll paint them and I can't get stuck in them. In, you know, and I guess life is this way. If I get stuck on exactly what the painting is going to look like, uh, a lot of times it, I guess I get burned because it doesn't end up that way. And, and so I try and remain open about the direction of the painting. Oh, that makes sense. However, when I'm done with the painting, oh, that's when I think I about like the title. I think about the title a lot. What's the title for this one? About Face. About Face. Because I had a circumstance in my life where somebody took a literally, they had an about face in a direction of their life. Um, and it was just, you know, something personal to me. Was it a woman? Yeah, it was a woman. <laughs> so that's, Women do that. Uh, Men never do that. Men are perfect. No. I'm just kidding. I'm smiling. Uh, so this here's this one. Um, What else? Uh, this is another one ferocious. This is what I call the aggressive abstract. I don't know if you're going to be able to get this one on here or not. This one's probably a little big. Uh, this one I titled uh, To the Victor Go the Spoiled. Nice. And I guess that's what I say. I have a love affair for doing this. And I like adding stuff. People love texture. Yes, you know, this is what I hear. The biggest question I get about my art, is it wet? Can I touch it? That's the biggest question I get about is it. Is it oil? Is the oil the outside? Um, well, the oil is going to dry. Yeah, they'll dry. Oh, really? but it's just going to take longer to dry. Um, but, yeah, I've got oil stuff in here. Like I said, I, 
you know, in this painting here, acrylics, late, you know, oil base, um, concrete stain, uh, uh, concrete tissue paper. Concrete. Yes, concrete really? stain dyes. Okay. Uh, I'll use uh, printer ink. Um, well, I'm always looking. My favorite resource is the Restore. The Restore, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, like I go that. down there. I love, I try and find all of the odd. I got burned out on doing, looking for stuff like that because I ended up buying things I didn't need. And well, this just sit around and end up in piles of different things. You know, maybe I used to buy a lot of alcohol or, you know, back in the day, you know, buy some stuff that's illegal. But the biggest money I spend today is on paint. Oops, I'm going to do this in this way. Uh, this one here, I titled Global Warming in My Head. Um, cool. I like it. This one here, you can see there's meshing. I can tell you that there's inks in this one, uh, gold leaf, uh, copper leaf. And what do I know? How do I know to do stuff in here? I, I don't know. I just listen. I can say that when I'm painting, it's probably the biggest area of my life that I am listening in. Um, just a couple more. This is the one I've recommended for your house. Here. What was the title of the last one? Uh, the title was Global Warming in My Global Head. Global Warming. In My Head. In Your Head. And this one was? Uh, in the Heat of the Moment. In the Heat of the Moment. And why did you uh, choose that for me? I just thought I would go with the colors that you got going on. Yeah, the title, the title's you. You know, you're a passionate guy. Uh, you and I have had, I mean, if, for those that don't know, this is, Adam here is one of my great sparring partners. <laughs> we have sparred a lot of, over a lot of conversation. Um, and I don't know, this is really cool. What is that that gives it the sheen? Well, on this particular one, I put a resin coat on this, and I did it because I thought the painting was kind of dull. And, but it had good life to it, but it just, um, and I happened to be doing something else, and I had all this red left over, so I just put it on this painting, and do I use resin a lot? No, I'm, I'm not sold on its longevity yet. Um, I try and stay traditional to a Oh, because it won't last. I don't know that. You don't know? Yeah, the product's too new in the world. No. Yeah, I mean, you know, relatively speaking, 30, 40 years, I'm sure. Was it the last 30, 40 years? Well, I, you know, the way that I do my canvases, like on this, uh, this one here, the Victor Go the Spoils, uh, I will glue my canvas on a backing, um, and then I'll go through the painstaking effort of drilling and tapping nails into the painting, and then, you know, covering those up, because I just don't trust the glue to last 100 years. And so I want the paintings to last a long time. Last longer than you will. Last longer than me. Maybe. It could last a long time, too. Who knows? Uh, I just have two more here. We might figure out aging here in a few, but sooner than we think it, we'll figure out how to stop aging. This one here is called The Men on Mars. The Men on Mars. Oh, look, there's more people in there. Yeah. Interesting. This one this is a good painting, too. And, you know, I was blessed. My first year, as in four years ago, I was blessed. I retailed over $40,000 of the art my first year of, you know, fine art. Uh, and that wasn't all me, but there was a lot of contacts and whatnot. It was good. You know, a lot of times people are always, if I paint with somebody, they're always concerned about making a mistake. 
you know, and I've had the craziest stuff happen to my paintings. I remember one time doing this is years ago. No, we're talking about failure in practice. Yeah, failure. I like to practice. What was it I said? My quote for today. Practice. I like to learn by doing. By I doing. like to learn by doing. Yes. Yeah. Applied application. Mm -hmm. uh, me too. <clears throat> and this particular painting here, I called it the birth of an idea because uh, my girlfriend at the time, she spilled a bottle of gold ink leaf, uh, gold, gold leaf paint on oh, the I'm table, on on the the table. and oh, she was panicked that I was going to be mad or something. I said, wait, 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 don't, don't move, don't move. And I came over with my painting and my palette knife and just went, scooped it right up onto that painting because it's exactly what I needed right. at that moment. Oh, that's cool. And so I like it, there's yeah. the accidental perfections. It happens all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I like it, the accidental perfections. And so this is why, I, you know, I say that I don't leave my paintings. I follow them because shit happens it, it, to the paintings. I remember having an iguana uh, at the time. I don't know why I had one, but I, I rescued one. And it walked through red paint and through one of my canvases. And I just left it in there. It was good. Perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. That's funny. Um, stuff like that happens all the time. And I just encourage people, like in life, you roll with it. You know, you don't make it a mistake. It has been presented in order for for me to see the way of the painting or the way of life. You know, a lot of times there's a lot of canvases that didn't make it. Uh, they were crappy paintings, but they become great backgrounds to the painting that comes after it. Oh, I see. You do. That's good. Last so year, I redo on top of another. On top of another, like, keep 90% or get, do away with 90% of the old painting, keep 10% yeah, yeah, of it. Yeah, that's cool. And, you know, last year I sold a painting. Uh, well, it, had, it had, the painting had 20 layers of failed paintings underneath it. It was really heavy. Any, you did this? Is it yours? Or? Yeah, it was mine. And, but on the 21th try, <sighs> it worked. Well, failed being you didn't like it. Failed being, it. yeah. If, if I don't just love the painting, it doesn't go out. It doesn't go out in the world. So thank you for being on our show. Oh, is the time up already? Uh, oh, gosh, that was quick. Thanks. Um, that's Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Uh, tell us a little bit about where you're going to be on the seventh and where exactly we've covered yeah, all the notes. Okay. But uh, on the sure seventh, it's the Avenue Street Festival. Avenue Street Festival, which is fun. On. It's a fun, different kind of festival for sure. I don't know how to explain it. But I would explain it. Uh, I don't know. I haven't. Oh, you've never been there? No, oh, I've no. walked around through it. It's it's got more of a neighborhood vibe. Yes, it does. For sure. Because it's in a neighborhood. And the avenues are, you know, pretty much liberal. I mean, it's a liberal area of town. True, true. And it's on the street fairs on 2nd Avenue this year. 2nd Avenue from what to what? Uh, from M to R. From M to R, 2nd Avenue. And I am right in the middle of between Q and R. Q right and at, R. Right down towards question. the end. Yeah, question. And he's going to be have a very colorful booth, so you can't miss it, right? Yeah, that's, that's correct. For sure. that's yeah, for sure. Plan. Yeah, as far as the plan. You'll have water if you're thirsty. Um, and uh, I'll be there. I'll be creating that day as well. Oh, he'll be painting. Yeah, and live. if somebody wants to come in and join, I'll let, you know, they, as long as they don't mind wearing a schmock or something so they keep their clothes clean, they can paint with me. How many? Oh, that's really cool. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fun. Interactive. For sure, because... Me, I you gotta have a sign. You gotta paint a sign saying that. Yeah, okay. Your, your painted signs uh, yep. carry weight because they look good. They look like they were painted. They're fresh. They're not what you see all the time, like a banner. Yeah. 
And the only reason why the banner is in here because it looks back, it, it reverses the letters. Oh yeah. On here, so it's useless having it here. Um, Look, I have a big banner that says uh, "Life is abstract," so use your imagination. There you go. It's one day, right? Is it well, just one day from 9 a.m. till 7 p.m.? 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Is there beer, food? Uh, uh -huh. I, I'm sure there'll be a beer garden. Beer garden. Yeah, yeah that's. And I'm, there's food. Food. Right? Oh yeah. There's always food. And there's all kinds of stuff there. I mean, you're going to have politicians there that are looking for you to vote. There's going to be all kinds of artists and food and. I don't know if people want to sell you something. Uh, me, I want to sell you art because uh, I have a great time painting it, inspired stuff. Mm, just, give me, just give me an idea. Okay. Um, so you'll be on 2nd Ave. 2nd Avenue. Between Q and R. Q and R, right in the middle. And uh, where can you park? Do you know about parking at all? Uh, no. no. you got to park elsewhere. Park elsewhere. Yeah, there's going to be no cars on 2nd, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so check come, them out. Come rain or shine. Rain or shine? Yeah I'll, yeah, I'll be prepared for exterior, but I anticipate it to be a nice day. So oh, it's oh, Salt Lake. Can you give a discount for listeners? Sure, yeah. sure I can. Okay. Yeah, I would. To be determined on the spot. I, I'm going to be selling a bunch of small paintings, uh, small canvases that day. Like around this size? Yeah, yeah, about that yeah. size. I didn't bring so, any with me today. I just this is not his work, but just to give you an idea, yeah. I have little paintings in my house, which are awesome. So, and you and I will talk about a discount. I'll be happy to for your listeners. Great. So tomorrow you can watch the Ultra Perform show again and listen to it. We'll have Danny in here talking about how to save the oceans. Uh, he says they're in trouble. We might not even realize it. We know we've seen a lot of the plastic, but he's saying it's a, it's a critical time right now. It's not just we're over farming the oceans. So come, and I'm really interested in hearing that because I talk about eating wild caught. So what do you do? Where's, where do you find the place to be at? Um, he's saying eat less fish, but he's going to talk more about it tomorrow because he is the expert actively working this problem right now. So come listen and see us tomorrow, Friday at 5 o'clock. Thanks for listening and watching the Ultra Perform Show. See ya. See ya.